Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, we yes. uh, talked the other week about how bad we felt that we missed um, all of the uh, shows because we were waiting to see what happened in the Champions League, and then we're like, oh, we'll get to them when they're over, and then we just didn't. So, despite uh, having not had much time to prepare, despite not knowing what happens <laughs> in tomorrow's Champions League matches... We're just going to throw out a show here for you guys, um, and we're going to obviously touch on Blank Game Week 31 and a whole bunch of other stuff, but this is <laughs> this is your pre-match warning that this is not as heavily researched as we tend to usually be, but we just <clears> figured <throat> we'd come on here, drop some fantasy knowledge, drop the mic, walk off, hope we're not wrong, uh, and then pick up kind of with a normal schedule. Mm, I was going to say next week, but aren't there not wa- matches next week? The week nope. after next week. <laughs> Because there's like an international Kit Kat break next week. There is. Um, now, to get started, I need to go on a bit of a rant. Last week, I presented what I thought was very good evidence for why free hitting in 31 was the right call for my team. Since the players that I wanted to have, I would have wildcarded for, I already had in my team. And so, free hit in 31, then just keep all the players that I already wanted to keep for 32. It looked like a really good idea. And so... Can I jump in this and, yes. and have a good segue? Hey, Kevin, how's your free hit looking in 31? You know what? It's not great. Well, 31's still fine. It, it, 31 isn't the issue. The issue is that now in 32, Harry Kane and Sergio Aguero are both injured. Some saying that Aguero might be back in time. We haven't had Harry Kane taking a scan yet. Um, but if it is a high ankle sprain, is somewhere between four and eight weeks. Um and that seems to be people's best guess at the moment. So, all of a sudden... Oh, and uh, you don't get your free hit back. Sorry, you don't get your free transfer after the free hit. So now I'm looking Ooh. at having to make at least two moves, at least taking a minus eight, unless I just wild card the week after I use my free hit, which is certainly not gone to plan. So, um, to... Uh, uh, I almost said Menule. To Esmir Begovic for falling on Harry Kane's ankle, screw you. To whoever hurt Aguero's ankle, or whatever the heck he hurt... In training, also screw you. You guys are ruining everything. And, and if, for those of you at home who aren't aware, that's Kevin DeVries, fantasy expert of, of, around multiple universes of fantasy soccer. That's Kevin DeVries. Follow him at, at Kevin DeVries on Twitter um, for all his genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do go follow at Kevin DeVries. He only has six followers and he won't give me the freaking handle. Um, but he might have a better idea than me at this point. Um, all right, uh, today's news, uh, Manchester United knocked out of the Champions League, uh, right <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> right afterwards I tweeted, um, basically that now some of their players might be more interesting, 
uh, now that they aren't rotating, but they might be less interesting because they were crap. Uh, what's your initial takeaway on the fantasy side from United losing today? Uh, fantasy side, um, they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, in a in a long term picture, you know, <clears throat> let's bring up United's schedule for the rest of the year. Um, you know, they are going to they do they don't they don't double in one week, do they? Oh, uh, they should because they're they're FAing this yes, weekend. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're going to have a double week somewhere, so it'll be thirty four or thirty seven, depending on their advancement into the FA Cup. Uh, for the remainder of the year, they have Swansea, they have this the Manchester Derby, they have last place Baggies, Bournemouth, Arsenal, Brighton, Watford, and then the makeup game with West Ham. Um, <clears throat> listen, how much are you going to invest in the United squad that averages less than 1.5 goals a year on the game a game per on the year? I mean, yeah. yes, there are players there that have intrinsic fantasy value, you know. Jesse Lingard popped his head up and said hello for a while and said, then now he disappeared. Paul Pogba is completely looks like a, a different player. It looks like a shattered man now that Mourinho has put him on the bench and he's busy on the bench counting his dollars. Lukaku is good occasionally. Um, United's defense, shaky when Phil Jones isn't in, you know, ugly face. Um, but yes, their schedule is conducive for you to attack at certain points. You know, there's West Brom, Bournemouth for those two games. And at the end of the year, they finish with Brighton, Watford, and then wherever the West Ham made-up fi- makeup fixture comes. United is a team that people are probably going to invest maybe one, maybe two players if they're feeling risky. And, you know, the whole, I want to slap $12 on the table and say, hey, how, how you doing? My name's a Chilean named Alexis Sanchez. Um, <clears throat> what has Alexis Sanchez done? For anybody fantasy wise, that they're actually gonna, I'll answer for Kevin. Is it right literally now. nothing? Look, look, this is gonna be Kevin's answer to my question. Uh, literally nothing, because that's how Kevin's voice sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But no, literally, he is a complete waste on investment. And you know, oh, is it a goal and an assistance going to United? Yeah. How many games is that? Five. Yeah, six. Uh, six. Yeah. Six. I mean, that's not good. I mean, eight goals, I mean, six assists on the season. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. It's not good for United right now. They basically got um, got shat on by Wissam Ben Yedder, um, yep. the, the new Irish striker. Um, if anybody, has, if I have to explain that joke to anybody, hit me up on Twitter, FPO <laughs> MNOP. I will gladly give a didactic reaction to why you don't understand this and why you shouldn't be listening to this podcast and not understand me and Kevin's humor. Um, yeah, but, you know... It'll be interesting to, to see how United comes out of this this break where they they don't aren't partaking in part of the Ocho Stinko is what I'm calling it for week 31, um, and see how they they manage against Swansea at home. Um, listen, people are going to jump on them because they are United. There's a lot of United fans that play this game. Not as many as Liverpool. Liverpool just completely outnumber everyone who play this game because anything anytime that anybody does bad in at, at, for Liverpool, it's somebody else's fault. It's probably Jamie Carragher's fault. But you know, if you if you know, if he'll probably spit on you, maybe. But um, yeah, no. But it'll be interesting to see how they come out of this. What lineup Jose puts on the the pitch on March thirty first against Swansea? Um, that's going to be the telling fact. I mean, we don't know preemptively how we're going to stack up our FPL team before then, so we're kind of guessing, guessing in the wind, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and. If anybody cares to wonder, yes, I have been drinking. 
<laughs> you sure have. And you mentioned you were at a bar full of Manchester United fans. I can't imagine that that ended well. Oh. Um, so uh, we're heading into blank game week 31. You mentioned the Ocho Stinko uh, <laughs> joke. Obviously, you like that. Ocho Stinko. <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, there was a player in the U.S. that briefly called himself Ocho Cinco for 8-5, even though he wore 85, and that's Ochenta y Cinco, but that's a whole different thing. But anyway, obviously that's Bournemouth, West Brom, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace, Stoke, Everton, Liverpool, and Watford. So what we're going to do now is run through real quickly and discuss... D- discuss. <laughs> and, this, uh, <laughs> sounds like a good word. I like that made-up word. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we'll discuss the uh, a few of the best fantasy options. Maybe three. Uh, we haven't decided, and we don't have that many notes. So <laughs> um, uh, we'll just jump into it with Bournemouth. Um, for me, I think Stanislaus is top of the heap. Um, then probably Charlie Daniels. And then one of Wilson or King, just depending on who you think is going to start. Who you think, Rob? Um, I, I think J- Junior Stanislas is the is one of the guys that you should you should hone in on because of his propensity to take set pieces and possibly to take a PK. Um, <clears throat> Bournemouth are at home to the worst team in the Premier, so uh, West Brom is just giving up loads and loads of fantasy goodies. Um, I believe that the over the last four games to midfielders and forwards, they have given up the most. The second most fantasy points behind Stoke to mm. midfielders and forwards. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, you know, everybody everybody loves to hate Callum Wilson. Um, but when you look at the strikers that are available for this, I mean, there's only like five that you're really going to want to own. It's probably, you know, after Firmino, it's, you know, Mounier. Um, you have Callum Wilson. You have Benteke. Um, you, you have... I, I, well, I'm steering away from the Everton bunch. Um, you know, there's nobody really on Stoke that you want to, unless you feel like you're Peter Cratch's cousin all of a sudden. Troy Deeney, Salomon Rondon are basically the, the top five there. Um, so, I mean, if you're feeling if you're feeling ducky, jump and go for Callum Wilson. But look at what he's done to everybody on his transfer rates and bring him in after he's done something well. He really hasn't done anything endearing to anybody's FPL heart. Um, and he's probably going to break your heart again because that's what Callum Wilson does. He just like he likes to be like an Adele song. That's that's the perfect analogy for Callum Wilson. He's an Adele song after you break up with your girlfriend. He is just the epitome <laughs> of sadness, and he sucks out loud. And he should not be a cherry. Um, Hello. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but uh, defensively, I think you can't go wrong with a Bournemouth defender. Uh, you mentioned Charlie Daniels. Um, Nathan Ake is the most transferred in currently of a Bournemouth defender. I think you, like I said, you can't go wrong with a defender from from Bournemouth right now. Um, <clears throat> Ake's being transferred twenty seven thousand. Daniel's the second most. Adam Smith is an interesting one because he is playing more of an uh, an up upstart role there. He's playing more of a of a wing role there. Mm. And against West Brom, he could do something. Um, but you know what? Every the one thing in everyone's uh, favor this week is. They're really not going to have money as a problem. They're going to have a lot of options to bring in because most of the seven out of these teams are basically bargain options. You know, Bournemouth doesn't have a player above you know eight million. So I mean, if you're tracing out guys who don't blank, you know, the the stars and the elite of the elite, you know, the De Bruyne's, the Aguero's, the Canes, guys they blank this week that make you know, anywhere in excess of nine million dollars, um, you're going to have a lot of money to spend around because there's nobody around on this slate that you can really, really like fall in love with or take to prom and be like, oh, I love you forever and you're going to be on my FPL team for past you know three weeks. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, the schedules after this week for a lot of the bad teams 
are not good either. So, I mean, you're not really investing in these guys besides for game week 31. And, you know, like like Kevin said, there are eight teams playing in this week, and eight is the magic number to get to. If you're not using a chip this week, eight is the, is the number you need for starters. I don't care how many – if you have a goalie, two defenders, you know, three midfielders and three forwards. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Get to eight. Eight is the magic number because it allows you to hide players on your bench. I would probably hide three non-players – that are not injured on your bench that are probably your most expensive players. I'm not, I'm not counting Kane Aguero because uh, Kane and Aguero cause they're hurt, but guys like, you know, De Bruyne or somebody else you're gambling on that has a blank from Chelsea or, you know, even United, the bench is where you're going to bury them and start eight players, get to eight players. And after that, you're golden. If you want to use a free hit, like Kevin advised you a couple weeks ago, stupidly, to do, then, then, then do <laughs> it, it wasn't stupid. Things just it made stupid. it stupid. Kevin, it, nothing is ever stupid in hindsight. Just in post sight, you're a dummy. Wait, nothing in foresight and hindsight. It does look stupid. Um, did, you, did you just call me? Did you say foreskin? I nope, sure didn't. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, on to West Brom. Their three best players for me are Rondon. The yeah. end. <laughs> Uh, so you know every week I do my um, top fives in goal, shots on target, shot accuracy, assists, chances created, accurate crosses, and touches in the box. That's typically my how I start my week is I do all those stats and I see whose names pop up in multiple categories. The only two players that show up in the top five, and I adjusted this week for eligible players. So of only these eight teams, the only two West Brom players that show up are Ron Doan. He only shows up in goals and shots on target, and the only other player to show up is Matty Phillips, who is tied for fifth in accurate crosses. That's it. Other than that, yeah. it's just Ron Doan, who shows up in goals, shots on target. Oh, and, and uh, he's fifth in touches in the box. Um, so that's it. So <laughs> Ron Doan is my 1A, and then nobody else exists in this top three for me. Yeah, the thing with West Brom that it is interesting to me is that when are they going to start realizing that they're not going anywhere besides the basement and start playing their young youth um, I think we saw a little bit of it last week with Oliver Burke getting a little bit of a yeah. run. Uh, he got an assist last week, uh, ended on five points for the week. That that's the realization. I know it. I know it correlates to better to American sports. You know when teams try to punt and they start to play their younger talent to develop them in the the top flight competition. Um, for me, Oliver Burke is that guy for West Brom. I think that. You know, he was he was a very hyped prospect coming up for the youth system. I think that now is the time that may, he may get more run for them. Listen, Bournemouth are not the defensive, you know, you know, damn system that uh, people think they are. They're not going to hold anything back. They've given up 13 goals in their last five games. Um, so I'm not, but I'm not saying that West Brom is the offensive juggernaut that we, you know, pretend that they are. Um, but Kevin's call of Rondon is is spot on. Um, if you're going to gamble on somebody. On West Brom, you know Oliver Burke is my com- is my completely my guy. Um, I, I don't expect, uh, expect this game to be clean by any you know fact of the imagination, because both teams are just awful and putrid defensively, and I don't wouldn't invest in defense there. Um, you know, so I would look for something obtuse, but not too obtuse where they may not start. Rondon is probably your best bet for West Brom. Um, I'm, I'm giving a small tout for the Oliver Burke fan, fan club for West Brom, so do that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what we're just mentioning, the weird ones. You know, like every 10 weeks, there's a big Craig Dawson game? Maybe. 
But that is I, I, literally yeah. entirely speculation. He's got to get uncovered on a cross where the guy falls or his mom's waving to him in the crowd, and then he scores. Yeah. Um, so not very likely there uh, for me. <clears throat> Next up is Huddersfield. I think Mounier is the best of this bunch. Um, his goal-scoring stats have been pretty solid of late. Uh, I think, was it three and four? Like I said, didn't research <laughs> this, but I, that's just what leaps to mind in my in my dumb brain noggin. Um, so I like Mounier. Uh, I like Zonka just because of how good he is defensively, but I realize he doesn't have much fantasy potential. So mm-hmm. I have a new kind of defensive uh, man crush at the moment, and I can't Uh-oh. even say his name, but he kept popping up in stats this week. Hatter Gonash. Uh-huh. Hatter them Gognages. Um, he's top five again. This week it's out of the eligible players. Top five in chances created, and he leads all of the eligible players in accurate crosses. Um, which is really interesting, especially for a defender priced at just 4.5, although I realize especially the free hit people aren't trying to save money. You're trying to spend money. Because I think right now I have 13 in the bank on my free hit team. Got to find somewhere to spend that now that Sigurdsson's hurt and uh, I check out Benteke as well, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, Go to the casino. Go to the casino. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, Hatter Gunnar... I think is all of a sudden a really interesting option. I'm not sure they're able to keep out Crystal Palace is the only reason I'm pausing a little bit. Um, but if you're like in a draft league particularly uh, and, and you get points for those crosses and, and chances created maybe in DFS as well, um, I think he's a very, very interesting option. Um, and I think I already said Pritchard. But those are my three. Yeah. My, for Huddersfield, for me, it's Mounier, it's Rajiv Van Lapara. And Alex Pritchard. Uh, I don't think Palace keeps out Huddersfield, but Huddersfield is not going to score, you know, a ton of goals here. Um, I wouldn't invest defensively because I think Crystal Palace gets on the gets on the board. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Crystal Palace later because I think offensively, I think Crystal Palace's options are basically offensive and that's it. Um, but the, there's three midfield options for Huddersfield that I like: uh, Van Lepar, Pritchard, and Moy. In that in that order, I think that you could probably um, get a little meat off the bone there. That they're not. They're not expensive. There's. You're not expecting much, but they probably won't be owned as well. Um, Munier is the is the is probably the best looking guy of of the ball there, which is probably bad because it's an ugly ass ball. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I lo- I like the midf- those the midfield trio that the midfield trio that I that I said. Um, like I said, it, it, it's VLP Pritchard Moy in that order for me. Um, Palace is not – I don't think they're going to keep them clean. Palace is just putrid. I think they have one clean sheet in their last 16 or two in their last 16. Um, and they're on the road, which is even worse for them. Um, but, yeah, I, this this week is just a drawn-down dumbification of FPL. It's like Liverpool and seven ugly stepsisters is exactly what it is. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> and the silver, the, the silver, and the slipper certainly fits Liverpool more than these other guys. But that's not going to keep us from talking to you because you know the Liverpool guys. Um, next up is Crystal Palace. I'm going to start off with a blaring warning because last week we talked about Christian Benteke and how much we liked his creative potential. But this week, whispers around Palace that Benteke will not actually start this weekend. And if Ooh. you're doing a free hit or if you're, you only have a limited amount of transfers that you're willing to take, you don't want to take too many minuses, this is your warning now that Benteke may not start at the weekend. It could be Sorloth up front, or it could be Zaha up front to still facilitate Schlupp and Townsend, who have actually weirdly been in pretty decent form of late. So this is your Mm -hmm. warning there. Um, If you have already brought in Benteke, I don't think you can move him again. You just got to hope that those reports are wrong, or if there's some problem um, with one of the other guys leading up into the match. But currently, I have taken him out of my free hit team uh, out of concerns of that, and so I figure it's only right to tell you guys that as well. Um, now, the people that I do like, for me, uh, Zaha has to be top of the list. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to get more in-depth uh, on him in an article that I'm going to write for goal this week. But uh, just a few touch on stats. First of all, he's eighth in touches in the box on the season, despite playing in just 21 matches. That's at least three less than everybody that has more than him this season. Crystal Palace have lost every match that Wilfried Zaha has not played. And they score about three times as many goals as when Zaha plays as when he does not. 1.14 goals per game versus .33 without. Uh, They are heinously, heinously better when Wilfried Zaha is playing. Um, And I'm not really worried about the Huddersfield defense. Like I said, even when I was (laughs) on the Hatter Grenage, I wasn't sure they were going to keep a clean sheet. I do think Palace score. And if they do, it's very likely that Wilfried Zaha will be involved. Um, (laughs) Other guys I like... I'm a little concerned about Schlepp because if Zaha starts on the left wing, that takes Schlepp's spot. Schlepp all of a sudden has become mm-hmm. really interesting because he's uh, OOP. He's he's uh, uh, listed as a defender, but he's been playing on the left wing. Um, if he's not there, then the guy you got to go for is Van Anholt. Uh, two goals in the last two? Two goals in the last three? Two and two. two yeah, and yeah. Two. There you go. Um, we all know what he's capable of doing goal scoring wise. I think it was two or three years back he had the most or second most uh, goals from any defender. Um, we know he can do that. We've seen the finishes that he's had this year. Uh, that near post one against uh, De Gea was just brilliant. Yeah. Um, we know what he has in his locker. Huddersfield, I'm less uh, worried about scoring. While I do like Mounier, Huddersfield have failed to score in the most matches this season, 15 out of 29 now. Um, sorry, 15 out of 30, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 30. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I think Van Inholt uh, is definitely an interesting option as well. Um, <laughs> I think I just listed 2.5, but I'm just going to move on. Yeah, I, I think if you're bringing in one player this week, I, I actually re- like to re uh, reiterate on Kevin's thing. I did read the same article that he did about Benteke. Um, it'll probably be Sorloth as the tip with Zaha and whoever else on the opposite wing, Townsend, or whoever they want to they want to do in there. Listen, if you if you brought in Benteke preemptively, you, you're stuck with him. Don't don't transfer him back up because of the news. Don't waste don't waste the transfer unless you're free hitting and then just do it again. Um, but the PVA is the number one guy for Crystal Palace. Um, Kevin mentioned uh, Huddersfield's, you know, non-propensity to score 15 out of 30. That's that's good enough for 50 percent. You know, if he was a, a baseball player, he'd be in the Hall of Fame for batting 500. But this is a bad category <laughs> and you don't want that. Um, two goals in two games is exactly what you want. Um, when you're looking for a defensive involvement or investment, you want a guy who can possibly score 
and give you a clean sheet. He basically checks both boxes here. Um, Zaha's a good good tout as well by Kevin. Um, remember, Milivojevic is still on uh, PKs, and I can still pronounce his name, which is awesome. Um, anybody looking for like a cheeky cheeky OOP guy, but it's in the opposite uh, fashion. Kevin's mentioned Jeffrey Schlupp, but uh, Juan Bissaka has been starting the last three games. Um, uh, he yeah. is listed. He has been listed as a midfielder. He does play basically defense there. Um, he's going to be one of the guys who probably changes next year to a defender. If anybody cares to listen to this and rewind it till next year or fast forward, whatever you choose to do, um, he'd be a guy to look at. Um, yeah, I like Palace in this game. I don't like Huddersfield to score too many, if at all. Um, but yeah, you're looking for offensive-minded players here. It's Van Einholt, it's Zaha, it's Milojovic. If you already brought in Mateki, you're stuck with him. You know, just sink with the ship and call it the USS Benteke. Yeah, um, I don't know why you would call it the USS Benteke, but you're certainly willing to. They named a boat Bodie McBoatface, so uh, that's the kind of world we live in. Um, on to Stoke, though. There aren't a lot of guys that look on Stoke. Um, there are some people that have popped up on assists, but only with one lately. Uh, both Allen and Peter show up. I think Ndai does as well. I liked Ndai. I liked that signing, um, but he's kind of sunk into the mehness of the rest of that squad there um obviously shakiri is at the top of this list especially for this week if you free hit you have to have shakiri um if you didn't obviously the future fixtures if you're worried about that i'm not sure he's as much of a of an absolute must buy um but his stats obviously have been very very good of late um okay so i mentioned my top fives currently sits there in goal shot accuracy uh, and chances created mentioned last week. I love it when a guy shows up both in creative stats and in goal scoring stats. Uh, the two that do that this week, Stanislaus and uh, obviously um, Shakiri, who we're talking about right now. Um, so I like him a lot for that. For Stoke. Okay, so you know how a lot of people complain about Tottenham being a one-man team? And we're about to find out if they are now that Harry Kane's hurt. Well, these are the statistics that Shakiri leads Stoke in. Uh, goals, assists, shots on target, crosses, accurate crosses, corners, and chances created. So that's, he also leads them. He also leads them in hats and chest hair. <laughs> so that's you know just about everything. Um, he's he's definitely the go-to this week. I think he is the best non-Liverpool option this week. Um, if you mm-hmm. were to go with other people, I'm really hesitant. I guess you could go Joe Allen. I guess you could go ECMC if you really felt the need. But I think there are better striker options out there. Yeah, um, it's basically starts and ends with uh, Jordan Shakiri here. Listen, they're they're Stoke. They're called the Potters for a reason. If they wanted to be better at fantasy, they'd be called the Candlestick Makers. Um, but they're not. So Jordan Shakiri is the probably the fourth best option fantasy wise this week that you're looking at after your three Liverpool investments. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's just a lot of blah there. Joe Allen is just blah. Uh, Bado Enjai is just He's going to get you minimums every week. I don't think he has enough, you know, offensive involvement there. There's no forwards for Stoke, as I mentioned before, that you really, really want to invest in. They're not part of the, the five that I mentioned. Um, listen, Stoke are the, the top team giving up points to forwards and midfielders over the last four weeks, and it's not going to not going to not continue. Not going to not going not going to continue. I don't know if that was a quadruple <laughs> negative, but whatever. Um, so basically, this this is either leading you to believe that you're going to buy Jordan Shakiri and then leave everybody else off the plate, and then basically invest in Everton because you think Everton is going to take him to the table, and then you know, basically you know 
complete the FPL beating that Stoke is probably deserving here. Um, but Stoke does play slightly better at home. I'm not saying it's it's fantastic. It's like 55-45 at home away. Um, but yeah, I think if you're looking for investment, it's Shakiri and no one else. And then you're basically going to click on the Everton team on your, your FPL tab and go, yeah, I want three of those guys instead. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Everton on the other side of this match. Interested to hear who you your guys are going to be in this one. Um, Chang Tosin has scored two goals again, I think, in the last two matches, um, which is something you obviously like. Um, but one's a sub. One's is a sub. <laughs> one is is a sub, and it is worth noting that Everton have the fewest chances created out of all these eligible teams, which is something that you don't particularly like. Um, obviously, you can't go Sigurdsson uh, because he's hurt. Um, Belassi is an interesting guy. I'm very interested. We, we talked a little bit in the pre-show that you might bring him up, so interested to hear a take on him. And now the big question of the week. As I mentioned, especially if you're on your free hit, you're just trying to spend money. The highest price defender you can do is Seamus Coleman. Leighton Baines likely back on penalties after Rooney messed up his penalty kick at the weekend. Which one would you rather have between Baines and Coleman? Uh, I would take Baines over Coleman. Okay. Uh, just because of that PK involvement. Yeah. All right. So then uh, that's my that's my three, I guess. It's going to be yeah. Tosin, Balassi, and... Uh, Baines then, although I don't mind Pickford. I actually think he might be the best defensive uh, goalkeeper option this week if you already have too many Liverpool guys and can't get Karius in. Yeah, uh, Pickford is actually my number one guy to grab for Everton. I don't think Stoke are going to do much offensively. You're hoping for a Shakiri involvement, but I don't know how much you get it. I'm If you're investing and you have a lot of holes in defense, I think Everton plus a Liverpool guy are the guy the way to go this week? I think if you put Pickford in goal, you have uh, Robertson, uh, VVD, or you know if you, if you're a Joel Matip fan, I don't I don't know. Um, you you go that way, and then you add basically another Everton defender, Baines, Coleman, Martina, Michael Keane, who's been playing a little bit better since basically falling off a cliff fantasy wise, beginning of the like the first twenty games of the year. He's starting to go show more involvement, showing a little more stoutness in the back. Um, but yeah, Baines, it'd be Pickford, Baines, and then Balassi would be my third guy if you're looking for there because, you know, nobody wants to overinvest on defense, especially from a toffee standpoint, because you'll get like, you'll get diabetes. Um, but um, Balassi. <laughs> it took me a second. Why, why are you but, hating on uh, my boy Tosin, though? Because, uh, you know, I, I'm worried about rotation with Everton. Big Sam just does not like to pick one guy for one one game. He's had four separate strikers start four separate games in a row. You know, Tosan came on, scored as scored as a sub. Then he started the next game. Rooney started one game. You had uh, Nias start a game. You had uh, Calvert Lewin come in and actually have play more minutes than a starter in mm. one game, whether it be by attrition or yellow card or by injury. But still, they got four options there: Tosan, Rooney, Niasi, Nias, Calvert Lewin. And they all show involvement there. And Big Sam has basically said at one point during the year that said, oh, this guy is my guy. This guy is my guy. He'd be the worst mafia crime boss ever. They're saying, oh, this is my guy. They'd end up in a desert somewhere buried by now. But, yeah, I can't, inv- I can't involve myself with any Everton forward. I think that if you had to pick one of the top five forwards this week, they'd be, like, number six because I'd probably rather choose the five other guys before I get involved in the Everton thing. I just think there's too much rotation there, too much too – much, uh, you know, hemming and hawing between Big Sam picking Tosan, Rooney, Nias, Calvert-Lewin, or who plays when and if he plays the whole whole game. Um, so just not involved in it. All the prices are awesome, but we're not worried about prices this week because it doesn't matter. 
Um, but I do want to talk about Yannick Velasi. He has played in the last three games, once as two as a sub, one one he got 77 minutes. He got an assist last week against Brighton. Um, I think his easing back into the lineup is now done. I think that he's basically going to show some involvement and be you know, a precipice of that offense. I think that having Belassi in the lineup makes the forward more of a of a steady position. Once Belassi clicks with a forward, whether it be Tozan Rooney, DLC or D, DCL or uh, what, whatever his other guy's name, Nias, um, that will be how Big Sam likes to line up. But I like Belassi's speed. I like his wide side play. I think Stoker in trouble. I think Belassi is the guy, if you're looking for an offensive guy for midfield, on Everton that you're looking at. I know the whole world went with Walcott like six or eight weeks ago, and he's basically just flopped. He's had 2-1, two, 2-2, two, two, three in his last five games. It's just not anything good since he's last done something. Um, Don Davies has just fallen off a mat. Clawson is just garbage. Uh, Sigurdsson is now hurt. Um, everybody else is basically a defensive you know, enigma there for Everton. So Balassi is it defend, uh, offensively from, from an Everton standpoint. Um, yeah, I'm steering clear of the, the forward, like I said. So if if everyone is grabbing three Liverpool players, I think Everton is the is the second team that you're probably loading up on three players, and those players for me would be Pickford, Baines, and Balassie. All right, um, now now on to the to the big in um, Liverpool versus Watford. Liverpool is super easy for me. Firmino, Salah, Robertson, Carius as the top four. Um, mm-hmm. And directly in that order, I don't think we need to elaborate much more on them. They are obviously the best of this bunch. And you probably already own some of them, unlike a lot of these other plays we've been talking about. Uh, you agree with that order? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with it. But, you know, some people who are trying to sneak uh, differentials in there, you know, if you could if you could play the, the whole Joe Gomez, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know, flip-flop game, and you can mo- monopolize on that, by all, by all means do so. Um even a cheeky play for James Milner could be a could be a good third play. Um, like I said, this is only if you're trying to be different, not not trying to be like coy and be like, oh look, I'm going to do something cool. But you know, if, if people are trying to chase points here, everybody owns Firmino, everybody's going to own Salah. Um, I think I read an interesting stat that um, out of the top 10,000 players in the FPL universe, 93.4 percent, when I read it, which was yesterday, own Mohamed Salah. <laughs> yep. So. With Mohamed Salah being the probably the unanimous captain's choice this week, I would say, right? That's yeah, not that, even that, not even negotiable for me. Yeah, that means one hundred and ninety percent of FPL managers will own Mohamed Salah because with the times too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> now, now the numbers. big numbers. Th- that's just that's just math people. or science. Yeah, that's just, um, that's just, that's just things. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, now on to uh, what I think is the most interesting side here, because there's so much promise here, um, but they've obviously not uh, lived up to it ever since that first ten or so weeks. Um, first of all, like the Benteke thing, I just want to bring up a Richarlison stat. I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. Richarlison hasn't scored since November. Please <sighs> stop trying to make him a thing. There was a blip. When Delefeu was there, where it looked like people weren't going to be able to shade his side, where it looked like maybe this would work, just like in the NFL, you get a good second receiver, and all of a sudden your number one is more dangerous because now they can't just always double him. Um, that almost happened, but it didn't because then Delefeu immediately got injured. So people trying to bring up Richarlison, stop it. Um, <laughs> for me, um, 
My main one is going to be Troy Deeney. I know he missed his penalty, but if he had scored it, it would have been four goals in the last five. It's three in the last five as is, um, which means only Salah out of these eligible players has more goals over that period. He's level with Jerdan Shakiri. I know he does not look amazing. Uh, and prolific, but he has shown he's capable of bullying defenders. And after seeing what happened to Lovren and to a lesser extent, Trent Alexander Arnold, well, Trent Alexander Arnold was largely responsible for those two goals, but he didn't get out muscled. He just didn't track Rashford well enough. I think it was really Lovren that, that got uh, <laughs> the brunt of those issues um, physically. And obviously, Dini can do that um, uh, <laughs> after his comments against Arsenal the first time. Um, obviously, they're glad that he did not score against them. Um, but I think Dini is a very interesting option. In midfield, it's hard to go uh, anybody but Ducore. I think he might be a little too obvious, though. And you know I love me some Roberto Pereira. So I think I would go that direction, although it is worth noting. Ducore has the second most chances created uh, out of these eligible players over the last five weeks, which is pretty impressive for a quote-unquote defensive midfielder. But now that they're playing him with Capu, it's allowing Capu to stay back. Decore is getting forward a bit more, and he has scored the odd goal this season, so nothing against him. So those are going to be my three, um, Dini, Pereira, and Decore. Yeah, the interesting thing about Watford, in their last 12 games, they've either clean-sheeted or given up two goals. Yeah. There's nothing in between in the last 12 games. Um, so basically they're, they're basically like a, a you know, a tale of two outcome team. Either they're going to hit a home run or they're going to strike out. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedro yeah. Alvarez. <laughs> 100%. We'll just bring up Pedro Alvarez onto every FPL roundtable. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see the investment value in Watford there. Um, Liverpool, they're playing Liverpool. Liverpool, listen, what are the odds Liverpool's not going to score in this game? Very, 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 very low. Very slim. Um, so defensively, that takes out everyone. Yeah, that, the- that is that is worth bringing up, though, because Holobos is actually one of the best creating defenders in the game. Is there any way he gets enough attacking points to make up for the fact that they're probably going to concede 2-plus? But how busy is Holobos going to be on the wing if Mane, Mane plays? He's going to be yeah. tracking him back the entire time. So that True. basically negates Holobos's entire game. Same thing on the other wing with with Yanmat. If you, if Yanmat gets a start there, he's basically yeah. Although Yanmat did play on the wing the last match, which is True. interesting. He didn't crack my top three, but Yanmat on the wing is interesting and would help them double up on Salah or Mane. Yeah, I I think you know Watford has an interesting thing on FPL. I think they they have the the their most or they're tied for the most amount of defenders completely listed on their team. They have fourteen defenders listed uh, on their team. Maybe they should just like put all fourteen defenders. On the pitch against Liverpool. <laughs> Difficult to do rules wise, but yeah, I'd be start, interested to see it. Just start Mariapa, Holabas, Yanma, Kiko Firmina, uh, Proto, Ziglar, Mukina, Britos, Cabaselli, Wagu, Kathcart, and Jonas Kobel. All on the same pitch with two goalies, Carnesis and Gomis. It was impressive is about three of those players are decent to good. Yeah. I it's it's crazy. We 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 were singing Watford's praises at the beginning of the year when Marco Silva was there, and then yeah. something happened. They like, you know, you know, like that. Uh, remember the the, fit, the Yodler game and and Price is Right. That was yeah. completely what happened with Watford. and it just fell up <laughs> the thing because you overbid. Yeah, that was that was interesting, and and it did happen under Silva. Like people that think Silva was doing an amazing job, he started doing an amazing job, and then pretty much ever after the Everton links, uh, super didn't work out. And in the end, it looks like both of them should have made that move. Um, all three parties, really. Uh, all right, so that's us running through. I figure we'll just, uh, I know this is a little different show-wise, but uh, 
figure I'll just share my team and then Robbie can do the same and then we'll get on out of here because we're both captaining Salah. If you aren't captaining Salah this week, you either don't have Salah, which is stupid, or um, you're captaining someone else, which is equally stupid. So my team as it currently looks is Pickford at the back, Robertson, Coleman, and Nathan Ake. I know I said uh, Daniels, I think, earlier. I still Ooh. might do that, but I was kind of at this like trying to fill my price. But um, I do think Daniels is more likely to be involved in a goal than Ake, although Ake is more likely to score a goal than Daniels. I think Daniels' assist potential is higher. Um, then across midfield, Shakiri, Captain Salah, uh, Zaha, and Aaron Moy slash Milivojevic. Haven't really decided who's going to take that slot. And then up front right now is uh, King, Firmino, and Dini. I just have this weird feeling on King. I might change that back. I might change it to Tosin. If we get positive news on Benteke, that could switch back to him. Um, but currently, that's my lineup. My bench, Begovic, Milivojevic, Hadagorzhev, and Schlupp. Um, <laughs> again, Schlupp could move up or down depending on whether or not Zaha is going to be playing as a forward or a left winger. And if we know that in time, um, which we may well not because... Uh, all these matches are starting early because that's something we haven't talked about. All four matches are starting. They're all at the uh, 10 o'clock time here in the U.S., 3 o'clock time in England. Oh, I guess that's 11 in the U.S. because we're only on a four-hour time difference right now. Wait, um, wait. Did they did they switch to Liverpool time? No, the Liverpool is, is the late match. Oh, all right. Yeah, but the three, Bournemouth, West Brom, Huddersfield, Palace, Stoke, Everton, are all at the same time. Um, yeah, England's, England changes on Saturday, the, the day before. The changes, it changes right before. The- oh, really? I thought it changed Sunday. Or may, well, all right, then I'm mixed up. My, oh, it's only the 13th. Never mind. I'm sure okay, yeah, pretty sure it's Sunday. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's currently how my team is landing up. I mentioned Captain Salah, vice captain on Firmino. How's your team looking this week? Um, well, I'm going – it's pretty good that we have the, you know, the he said, she said kind of thing, and you're definitely the she here because you used your free chip and I didn't. <laughs> um, I'm not using my free chip. Um, I'm saving that for the the second blank game week probably. Um, I'm probably going to go without a goalie this week, um, and then I'm bringing in uh, Baines and Zaha. So basically, my playable team is going to be Baines, Robertson on defense. I'll have Ibe, Van Lapara, Zaha, and Salah through the midfield, and then Benteke and Firmino up top. So I got to my magic number of eight, um, or is that seven? No, it's eight. It's eight. Yeah, I think it's uh, eight. eight. Yeah, it's eight. Uh, so that is my playable team. Um, I'm going with eight because I think that there's, you know, me and Kevin different on the free hitting now or free hitting on the second blank week, and I'm choosing to do it on the second game week. There's no, there's no wrong answer. It's your team. You control the whole ship. You know, just don't be the guy like the the captain of the Titanic and just be stupid and drive into an iceberg. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy. Everybody's captaining Salah this week, so. Join the other 190% lemmings that are existing in the fantasy universe, um, and yeah, I, I, I'm 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 not really excited about this about this week because the last two weeks in fantasy have been kind of blah. Um, just the, the the scoring from other people and the involvement in, in other people's just just blah. People people saying they're having success in the FPL lately are complete liars, and I want to slap them in the face. <laughs> um. All right, yeah, go slap them. Do do you, at least if it's over uh, social media. Um, but that is it for us this week. Um, like we said, it was a little less prepared. Uh, let us know if you like this uh, kind of format of just running through everybody. Obviously much harder to do on a full match week. Um, but very much enjoyed doing it this way with you, Rob. Uh, tell the folks where they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, FPL underscore MNOP. Come at me. Uh, big shout out to, uh, rest in peace, Craig Mack, by the way. I forgot to say that. Um, and you can find my writing stylings and musings on rasball.com.
Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroth. Um, I'm now doing live text commentaries over at Omnisport. Uh, I'm still doing uh, some fantasy content over at Goal, uh, but that might be shifting over to more of the betting side soon. Uh, but just Goal! check me out over on Kevroth, um, and uh, you'll get you'll get more information on that over there. Also, be sure to keep listening to our EPL Roundtable show. Um, and on the Benteke thing, follow at the Eagles Beak. They're really good for uh, Crystal Palace news, so you can get uh, maybe a little bit of a heads up on the whole Benteke Zaha schlup crazy conundrum there um rob awesome speaking with you as always folks at home we hope you like this hope you get a lot of points this week unless you're in our mini leagues and we'll catch you next time deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.